calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, settle in. It's IGN UK podcast number 291. My name is Gavin Murphy, and today I'm joined by Rory Powers and Luke Carmali. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you very much. Yeah, this is the first time we've had this arrangement of people, I think. I think Maybe. it is. I don't think we've ever done this magical thing. Rory and I are prohibited from being on it together. <laughs> I think that was a deliberate often. choice that we three have not been on the podcast yeah. together. But let's find out why. Mm. Yeah, it so could go really well. We're looking yeah. forward to Gamescom at the moment. That's next week. We'll all go in. Like, they're actually shipping the entire UK office out to Germany. Tilly isn't, because he hasn't played a video game in his life. Well, all the good ones. Despite his... Out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. The ones who, for legal reasons, are not allowed to travel internationally. Yeah. Can't go. Uh, but, yeah. I've never actually been in Gamescom. I've been to, like, five E3s, but never been to Gamescom. So last year was my first... E- so this is Rory's first Gamescom as well. Yeah, no, last mm-hmm. year was my first Gamescom and my first E3. Last year was a really, really good Gamescom. I just from... I've only done... Well, I went there, so it must have been shit. Well, obviously it was oh. proper shit, but it was my... Um, I do like Gamescom more than E3. Because you get to play more. It's not just like... But also because we have more to do, I think, and as a UK team. That's ah. partly that. But also, as you say, they announce games at E3, but then they like making them playable at Gamescom. So yeah. the punters can get their hands on them. This and then we can as well, yeah. So well, exactly. we've actually put together a list of the stuff that hopefully we'll be getting our hands on. So we've picked some of our favourite ones. Yeah. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. Rory. I knew you this were going to This has changed it. a lot so I, way, since I've last saw I, it. I put suggestions in, uh, in the running order and Rory just went a little bit rogue with them. But I'm going to kick off. <laughs> Dark Souls 3, I hope, is going to be playable. Um, so. Yes. It was behind closed doors. I know. Three, like Kruger present- had a go on it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, no, I don't think he had a go on it. It was presented by Miyazaki, I think. Uh, I think this is like he shit it. hopefully <laughs> one of the first times that people are going to be able to get their hands on it. And you know, I didn't get this. Like, it's a lot more of the same. I mm. think that's the one what I've been getting from people. That, but at the same time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. People have said they can see. Uh, evidence of like the Bloodborne inspiration in terms of the combat okay. and how that's moved up. So just just a, an update. How's your Bloodborne career going? The one that you said you would definitely, definitely finish. Oh my gosh, being called out. I don't think I said I would definitely finish it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty I, sure I, it was you that said you would definitely finish it. I said I would try to finish it. And I, de- I, I didn't say I would definitely finish it. I said I would try to finish it. 
Um, I, you know, I, I think I actually just... listened to this podcast, and you were all fairly confident <laughs> that you were <laughs> you were going to obliterate. I think we were a lot more committed, like, committed <laughs> okay. than we are now. At the time, I was burning through it. Like yeah. I wasn't getting stuck on the bits that everyone seemed to be getting stuck on. But hey, do you know what, Luke? Life happens, man. Well, exactly. Like, life, a lot has happened since I started Bloodborne. Like everything in my life's completely changed. I lived in a different place. You did. I had like I hair was, is growing where it wasn't growing before. I was hanging it's out just... with a different lady. Like <laughs> it's, it's all it's all changed. Man. Different day of the week. That means and, basically. And now, yeah. and now it's Rocket League. It's just, oh God! Yeah. It's just Rocket League. You to be I will you confirm. I will complete Rocket League to every capacity. <laughs> you know what? You've actually unlocked so many trophies for me on Rocket League. Mm. I have like thirty-three percent. Rory used my uh, used my profile on yeah. PSN without telling me. But no more, week. no more, because Link Rory is in action, and I have flower exhausts, You're which is amazing. Flower it's exhaust. a rainbow beam. I just come shooting across like a unicorn. It's 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 majestic. So bringing it back to Dark Souls, <laughs> which is where we began our, our jaunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, through the forests of Gamescom, <sighs> I am. Um, yeah, no, I'm quite excited for it. I liked. Um, I did like Bloodborne, and it's kind of now basically. I think that ship has sailed for me. Um, I would like to get into Dark Souls 3. It's just, I just don't necessarily have the patience. I do, uh, for me as well, I actually, one of the things I liked most about Bloodborne was the aesthetic, you know, how Victorian and gothic it was, um, whereas obviously Dark Souls is, isn't slightly, isn't quite like that, it's more medieval. Um, so I don't know, I am, I'm intrigued, but I would not necessarily say it would have as much So interest. let me, let me drift a hypothetical towards you. Uh, let's say you've that I had note, never... You've, you've got a notebook. That I, yeah. I don't like this. Don't judge the notebook. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, I had never played a Dark Souls game before yeah. in my life. Mm. Uh, would Do you think this would be a game that I could pick up as a starting point into this franchise? We haven't played it yet, mate, so I don't know. But I mean, like, from, from what you've seen, like, is it the type of game that I could pick up? Because what I'm, from what I've heard, it's just incredibly difficult to get into. But and there's you're... a lot of previous knowledge of the game mechanics no, that cross no, no. over. It, like, it's, it's quite unforgiving, but at the same time, you're quite good at games, so I think you'd be all right. See, the, this, the, this, Maybe have a bash of Bloodborne. Well, this That's is the, right, yeah. This is the twist with Rory, because he's, he is good at games, but he's also, like, quite manic and excitable, and I imagine <laughs> that I don't necessarily know if he'd have the strength to repeatedly bash his head against the same part. Yeah. But I think you'd probably be quite good. I mean, you like Zelda. I love Zelda. I don't know why that's relevant. It's not going to be Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. It comes up on every podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, let's, you like Tetris, so yeah. you'd be good at Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get forward. You've put two games here, just right. so you can talk about Blizzard later. No, no. I'm vetoing that shit no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. This section is called Nine Games We Want to See at no, Gamescom. No, it's fine. I've got it sorted. I've got it sorted. See, I put two here because I couldn't quite decide because we don't really know a lot about either of them. Mm. But um, I'm going to say Scalebound is my first game. Okay. So um, I, so Scalebound being the Platinum Games exclusive uh, on uh, Xbox One. I don't have an Xbox One at the moment, but I'm actively looking for a reason to buy one and between this and Sea of Thieves aside from hanging out with me obviously because Rory has an Xbox um, but between that and Sea of Thieves this looks really good yeah. I don't actually know much about it so all we have is that trailer from when it was announced which was either I think it was E3 last year it might have been Gamescom okay. um, where it was amazing Platinum really cool. Platinum Dragons and that's it and they've yeah. said it's very difficult to anything they've done before it's also not meant to be as hard as their previous games so you know Bayonetta does have quite a steep learning curve yeah. this one apparently is very different and there's been suggestions that maybe it's a bit open worldy with dragons um, you know me you give me an open world RPG and I'm all over it. I'm, I'm, I'm all over yeah. it, like a person. Yeah, I mean. Um, <laughs> so I'd, I'd quite like to see that. Um, but we actually, as I say, don't know anything about it. They've also teased there is a multiplayer, but we don't know much about that. That'd be so cool. So I would like to see that. But um, 
they've confirmed, I know, that and Crackdown for their conference. So Crackdown was the other one Boom. that I'm not allowed to talk about um, because it's... Well, it, if you want to talk about... If you want to talk about Crackdown, you can. Uh, no, you don't get to no, talk about Blizzard no, shit then. I'm, I'm going to talk about Blizzard stuff. <laughs> so, so no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm saying, but yeah, I mean, are you guys excited for Scalebound? Yeah, I am. I just don't know anything about it at the moment. Mm, so. Well, that's like, the same kind of yeah, similar. I don't think there's been enough uh, big time hype from like to draw me in. Like, mm. I think if I probably watched, like, looked at more information about the game, I'd probably be quite into it because it does sound like my. So kind of you thing. think if you did your research before coming to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably probably yeah, give so it give the, crap. The notebook, the notebook is just doodles of like. <laughs> kids <laughs> Well, there is, there is, there is, like, there is a tribe. This is when we had our Skype meeting the other day, and uh, I was really prepared. I brought a notebook. I wrote Gamescom with a little Triforce, and then immediately that used up all the ink in my pen. So I couldn't write anything. I had to and get you, on my phone. And you also used my highlighter all. because that is that is why the highlighter <laughs> right. on my desk well, is had covered to, in ink. the Triforce. Rory, somehow. what's yeah. your first game? I'm excited for Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Shut Ninja up. Storm 4. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me crap for this. I'm really excited about it. Um, this game's going to be the first time you can actually play the game. Now, this is going to be the last <laughs> the last game in the series. I know you guys are big, big <laughs> Naruto fans. I don't big know Naruto anything fans. about Naruto. Yeah. So I thought, on, I, thought this would be, this. I thought this would be kind of fun, okay? So this is the, the last game. So it's going to be finishing off uh, the Naruto Shippuden television series, following that story. How many episodes do you think there have been of this show? Naruto Shippuden. A thousand. 421. Let's... You son of a bitch! Oh, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a game. That's what you get. It's a pretty it's shit game. Isn't it? It's gonna be. Oh, Guess well, game over. Game over. Now. Is it 421? Right? Um, okay. Okay. Just uh, why do you want to play this? The game. It's beautiful. It's like the artwork. <laughs> just is, why? The general. artwork is incredible. What kind the game, of game is, it? is so much fun. So it's it's a fighting game. Right. But it's kind of similar. So what, you have like, like Mortal Kombat 2D, where it's on a 2D 3, frame. Yeah. But this is it's kind of. You're always locked on to your opponent, but it's in a 3D space. It's easy then. Mm. <laughs> it's like having the 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 ball mode toggled on Rocket League, kind of like that. No, Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League. But it's really cool, worst. and there's a lot of additions they're making to this game, like attention to detail. So yeah. you have elemental damage where you know if you get hit with a fireball after the attack, you have like cinders on your clothes, and just they have a lot of really cool things. All the characters from the series, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Right. I'm really excited. I like the you like it. Well, to give you an idea of just how hardcore Rory is going for this, I mean, we you know. But the way we do it is we try and juggle it so all of us will see, you know, a game. But, um, mm -hmm. but so I've been assigned Naruto and I'm going to see it on the first or second day of the show. Mm. And then, you know, Rory has taken matters into his own hands and booked his own appointment I'm to going go and rogue. see it on the final day. Just like, because he was just... I'm going to put on a Hidden Leaf Village headband and sneak around. Maybe the, you guys uh, can talk about well, it on the next podcast. I mean, I'll purposely not be on that one. <laughs> I will personally make sure I'm dead before that happens. Cannot wait. Luke, what's your next one? <laughs> so my next one, game number four, is Final Fantasy XV. Now, we know that they are going to have a presence and they are going to show new stuff on their stage. I'm, I'm a big Final Fantasy apologist. What? I make no apologies no. for my apologist status. Oh. But I'm... It looks I'm, all right. I'm getting to the stage where I'm like, right, stop dicking about. I want a release date and I want it to come out. Because you've had years, you've been fiddling with it for however long, 
and it's just constantly go, ah, you will see my friends, it will come soon. I don't care. That's my Game of Thrones mentality. Yeah. I'm just like, if winter's coming, bring it. Where are the goddamn dragons? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of where I am with this now. I've seen it. We've all played the demo. We had a lovely time in the demo. That yeah. was a nice taster. Yeah. There's all these, and it still concerns me that there's mutterings about stuff going on behind the scenes and like development issues, how, you know, bits were cut. Um, and so I don't know. At this stage, I think it would do a lot of people, make a lot of people feel better about themselves. If yeah. they just locked down, okay, it is coming out. Even if they were like, it's coming 2016. People are like, okay, well, well, at least then we know it's coming next year. Yeah. Or the second half of next year or something like that. Okay. But there's still so much speculation because I've seen it. I've played it. I've played Do you like the demo? Yeah. That looked pretty cool. The demo was good, but I mean, for me, it's all about, you know, the core systems are always, I always like the core systems in any Final Fantasy. Yeah. For me, it's about the story and the settings. And I want to kind of explore the story of these characters who have been teased for the past, like, the J -pop 10 band. years. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I've, this game was announced when I was 13, and I'm old now, Rory. So it's kind of like... 17. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up. Well, how does that make Rory? Like, well, um, yeah. Well, so. good luck to you, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't give less of a shit. Good, good. But one game I do give a shit about is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm really excited to see this and hopefully get to actually play it because I saw it at E3. Yes. And... It just, I absolutely love this sort of reboot of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, it's really it cool. It's just so much fun. It just is perfect for like next, uh, next gen. I really like the story as well. Like, you know, it got a lot of like flack for her, you know, going around basically killing everything that she saw <laughs> yeah. um, pretty quickly. How <laughs> she quickly but, goes from being a pacifist to being yeah. like a mass murderer. But I, I think the sort of survival aspect of it is something we don't really have. Like, mm. it really reminds me of like Uncharted games and stuff as well, where just like anything that can go wrong definitely 100% will go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. know, like, oh, I'm going to climb up there. Well, I'm not, I know I'm not scaling that wall <laughs> and every single brick is going to fall away. Yeah. Um, but I don't it know, was, it's it just was cool. really, really fun. They made like a point of saying how much like the elements will be battling against mm, you as yeah. well. So you'll have like wildlife and like snowstorms and things. And I think that'll work really well to bring you more into the game if you yeah. have to take those into consideration aside from just an army of guys with guns. Yeah. Because it was really also awesome. last year that we heard that it was announced and there was that whole, is it a Microsoft exclusive? Uh, is yeah. It not? Whereas like now in the past couple of weeks, I think because again, they don't want that. Very much they've announced in the past week, it's coming to PS4 a yeah. year later and PC in early 2016. Oh yeah, shit. And I think they're doing that because they don't want everyone in Gamescom just to be like, so guys, what can you tell us? And you know, they yeah, just be like, yeah. for the love of Christ, can we do an interview where it's actually about the game? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's good. Um, I forgot about that. Well, that it's not exclusive anymore. No, I just forgot that it's not coming to PlayStation until like a year after. I know, that is a bit crap, isn't it? I need to get an Xbox, don't I? Well, this is the thing. I definitely need to get an Xbox for Rory. Halo Goddamn 5. I am so excited. So recently, I just played through the Master Chief Collection from like one to four. Good for you. And I had never played the first uh, two games before. What? So I actually missed out on it because I never had an Xbox. I started Xbox 360, so I never got a We're chance to enough. play. Yeah, I was still in my little <laughs> diaper. Diaper, that's, well, that's the one. Today. I was going to say I was still in my little training wheels. Yeah, so that yeah. doesn't really make sense. Mm. Um, so I got to play through that, which was really cool because I got a lot into the lore that I hadn't previously heard of before because yeah, I just yeah. came in at three um, where you're already kind of teaming up with the, the Covenant. You're not quite yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like a huge battle. So, um, I mean, five just looks incredible. Like the way I'm kind of seeing it is this is kind of the Winter Soldier of the Halo series. So you have Master Chief. Explain. Well, you have Master Chief, and he's kind of this soldier who was created 
for that's a, it, isn't a, it? a purpose. During, during winter, <laughs> literally, <laughs> he's a soldier, and there's snow in the trailer. Well, he's he's created for a purpose that doesn't really exist anymore. He's outdated, and okay. even when he gets unfrozen at, in four, people are just kind of along the vibes of you know you don't really belong here anymore. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be here. So I mean, this is really cool. We're also seeing it from the the point of view of Spartan Locke. Obviously, Master Chief in this game is being pitched of a bit of a traitor. He's working with Prometheans. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really excited. That's, I like that you're excited. It's yeah. good. Roy's and obviously, excited. Roy's excited about everything. Roy's excited about when that he good comes in and has like a cup of water in the morning. Well, but at least, week, at least this excitement is channeled to somewhere that I'm interested to, rather than Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of excitement, channeled to somewhere I'm not interested in, Luke. <laughs> okay. So again, I've I've, I've I've hedged my bets here. Um, so Blizzard are having a press conference. That's cool. Which is exciting because they haven't game, done this. But... Well, no, because <laughs> something is going to be announced. Obviously, what Hearthstone? Well, no, because they've announced the Hearthstone expansion. Right. The tournament. Um. I do think that they will be, you know, they'll give updates on all their titles, and I do like Heroes of the Storm a lot, and I do like Hearthstone. Um, I really want to play Hearthstone, but I don't really trust myself. Well, Hearthstone's really good. Yeah, I've been too. trying to get Rory into yeah. it. And My phone's not, too old, and I can't handle it. I don't think that's true. I think the well, server's you can play on your phone. Yeah. You can play on your phone. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, on your iOS. You and should have told him that. Yeah. I really want to play it, because, look, I used to work in an office where a lot of people play there. It is really good fun. But it just looks... Have I missed it now? Is everyone no. going to be too good? Not necessarily. I, I don't think so at all. I've like played. Um, I, I joined a bit late, and I took some time out from it because it's one of these things that you can just drop back into. Right. And it, they have, do have a good matchmaking system in the sense mm. that you know you're lords against people. Can you play offline? No. No. Is it like? See, Rocket I need a commute League. game. Is it like Rocket League? Yeah. <laughs> In the sense that it's a game. Excellent. <laughs> um, but Sweet. yes. So the, otherwise, um, and also they, you're in cars. <laughs> <laughs> with a D. He's like, oh yeah, sorry, there was the accent. The stretch, yeah. In yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what I'm kind of excited about with Blizzard is I think they'll announce lots of stuff that's good, they always do, but really what I mean by this is I reckon we might hear a World of Warcraft expansion um, because they have... Is that you? It's not me. Right. It's a T-Rex. What is that? I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's just something bouncing. Oh, we're good now. What I think, fudge I, was that? I think it might be a World of Warcraft expansion because they've yeah. hit the last patch of the current one. So that might happen. Yeah. And then other than that, we also have... I'm still angling for more Diablo 3. Did that happen? I don't know. They've done one... They did Reaper of Souls, right? Yeah. But people still play Diablo 3. They still update it. And I think... Today, actually, it's been noticed. There is a, uh, a trademark that's been registered called Council yeah. of Glades. So I don't know. That could be a Warcraft thing because there is yeah. um, a thing called the Council of Tirisfall, which is a thing. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, but yeah, I'm really excited because I've never been. I've always wanted to go to BlizzCon, but in the same way that we have all of the states there, yeah, they, there's the no US. way that I it's would in ever. In Prague get to this year. Prague. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get over, but man. This Let's one, go. This, this BlizzCon this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Prague. It's usually in Anaheim. But I'll uh, check anyway. If it, this one is. I'm pretty sure it's in Prague. If it's in Europe, the, the point being, I've always wanted yeah. to go to a BlizzCon, and I think this might be as close as I could get, unless yeah. it's in Prague, in which case I am so motherfudging there. <laughs> All right, Rory, your final Quantum game. Break. No, sorry, Quantum Break. I almost pronounced it wrong. Save myself. It's it, awesome. So this is kind of. Uh, do you guys know a bit about this game? 
Yeah. Yeah. The one that's going to be tied to this TV series because it went so well for Defiance. Yeah. Actually, I, I Defiance does all right, though. Like, you know, like it's actually pretty popular. Is it? Well, they keep making more of it, so I assume <laughs> that it must be a little bit popular. That's a bad, the, bad. I don't think the game is popular. Or it's got like a millionaire just back roll, like bankroll. Or Bill Gates. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true, uh, yeah. I, I uh, don't know. So we saw a gameplay uh, at Gamescom last year, and it's very much just like an action shoot 'em up kind of game that's all about time manipulation. So you have multiple characters, one of them can see forward in time, another one can slow time. I mean, from the trailer, it looks really cool. Like the only the only problem that I have with it is so the the idea of like slowing time, freezing time. I think that's really cool. But then a lot of it was like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. time out. Time in, maybe a little bit too, maybe a bit before your time. Dustin right. Diamond comes in. I love Saved by the Bell. Sounds How dare wicked. you, sir? How yeah, but you watched Saved by the Bell the college years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the same when thing. When they were right? down at the beach and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. God, that uh, one was just awful. Um, anyway, quantum break. <laughs> yeah, quantum break. Um, th- there seems to be a little bit of like world manipulation. So when grenades right. go off and the the map is a bit distorted and things okay. like that, mm. like is that, is that too much? Ex- like you can kind of freeze explosions and stuff like that. Yeah, I but know. I mean, but I mean, because I, I saw when it was frozen, so there was like a, a truck kind of crashed and it was frozen. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. There's items frozen. You can kind of pan around them. But then, as I said, when you're kind of shooting people and explosions are happening, yeah. like the ground like warps yeah, and kind really of. Yeah, like it. it. Looks cool. You look. You like it? You I don't like know if it. that's like like too much because I I really like the look of just the, the frozen time. Yeah. But then adding this weird like glitch world on top of it it's almost kind of like devil may cry when they added on that i forget what it was called but it's like the weird dark world yeah. and mm. that was really cool but because it was its own thing you're kind of combining this bullet time with this distorted yeah. world so i would i just really hope that it could in work. terms of the tv show because i know the tv show is going to be about uh like the evil organization and then right. you are kind of like the hero in the game yeah yeah so it's, it's like time experiments exactly so it's kind of like wrong. if it links up well that could be cool but i hope and that, because often in these scenarios in the UK and other places, we get a bit shafted in terms of how to access the TV show. Right, so yeah. unless, you know, you stay up and watch it on sci-fi at like 11.30 on a yeah. Sunday, you're not going to see it. So I just hope that, I mean, hopefully Microsoft will have the sense to distribute it through Xbox Live in the UK. Yeah. It'd be cool but, if we ever got to the point where it's kind of like Marvel's movies and TV shows interacting. If we ever had like a TV show and a game interacting in that same way, like someone dies in the show. Dies, but, but, I'm no, but I mean, like they're all kind of into. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe but not. <laughs> maybe not. They're just like one-off mentions, like yeah. oh, the Avengers are in town. It's like <laughs> shall we go see them? Anyone no, can say that. Yeah, yeah. That. I, yeah, I can't. Um, I don't have the energy for that. I have enough cross media. Yeah. I like the bit in the Gamescom footage last year where the man froze time, then he ran up and punched him in the face. I thought, <sighs> I thought it looked really good. So yeah. I, I am actually a That's huge fan. That's what I got to say on Quantum Break. I'm a huge fan of, it was a Matrix game that came out. I don't think it reviewed very well, but it's called The Path of Neo. And it was very much like slow-mo, Has like, like 300 yeah. style fighting, like the camera would do like slow-mo and then punch. And I yeah. kind of got a vibe uh, from this game, which I'm totally for. I'm a sucker for bullet time. I love that kind which of slow-mo. Which was the Matrix like game stuff. that was on like just- Enter the Matrix was on oh. PlayStation 2. Um, <laughs> That was a bit weird. I quite like that. I I was also really excited for The Matrix Online, and then that just kind of went, didn't really work out for them. Enter the Matrix came out when I was doing my A level, so I think I liked it just by virtue of I wasn't studying for A levels. (laughs) But it was like such a broken game on PC. Like I remember, there's like there was this one car bit where I just didn't do anything. Uh, It was just like it was just you couldn't do anything, so it just happened, and I just watched. I remember that, and it was just like, and that's like it's like the second level as well. Well, Path of Neo, I thought it was going to follow along like uh, the the second and third Matrix films. At one point, it gets so far from the narrative, you are playing as Neo in an alternate dimension fighting giant grasshoppers with fire sticks. Like Matrix 2. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, it was, it was Niobe. Niobe was cool. Okay. Well, my oh, last yeah. game then is Lego Dimensions. And it was genuinely one of the nerd? best things I saw at E3. How am I a <laughs> nerd? More, <laughs> more childish. It's, it's just a really, really cool game. Like, I'm not into... I probably will never buy it. I was going to say. But, like, because it's, mu- it's too much to buy. I can't, like... I, I've always wanted to get into, into the Toys to Life thing. Mm. But no, because... But this is Lego and you could actually build stuff. If they had... If it was... Lego Bionicles dimensions would be in trouble because oh, why? Why Bionicles? Bionicles I, shit. I used to Bionicles love Bionicles. Best. You can change their masks yes. and swords. And I used like, to buy all the little mask packs. Yeah. The cool thing about Lego dimensions is like, <laughs> I had like the, you get the actual little like car thing. So I had like the Batmobile, but I needed to get through a little bit like this wall. So to be able to do that, I had to go to the Batmobile's like second build. But not only have you got to unlock in the game, you've actually got to build it and take bits off out of the actual car. See, that's cool. They have really the, the licenses they've managed to get hold Just of everything. are absolutely anything incredible. That's, anything that's ever been made out of Lego, they've got. There was a bit where um, you call in, like, you can call in, like, special moves and stuff. I needed to get through this wall, and I called in Homer Simpson, who came in like a wrecking ball, and smashed through the thing. It was, it's really, really good. I thought you were going to say, like, one of the things you call in is, like, help from dad. And then, like, a giant dad is like, put this here, son. And then, like, that would tell you help build things. No. But that was just me, apparently. Nope. Just, well, Lego haven't got the license to your old man, unfortunately. <laughs> Not yet, they It's up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> interested. Mr. Powers. Good, good deal on it. Mr. Actually, the picture I saw of your dad, like, he'd be an amazing Lego character. He's just Santa. He yeah. just looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, there we go. Have you not seen him? I don't think I've seen your dad. No, I've seen yeah. your sister. Oh, come on. So, <laughs> so those are the games that we really want to play at Gamescom. Hopefully we will get to play them. And I think we're gonna we're thinking about doing like a podcast special out at Gamescom. So yes. yeah. you'll find out if we get to play any of those. Of, of course next I should week. just make it clear we have had this ambition to do podcast specials at trade shows before. This is happening. It's but definitely we're here happening. Now. Yeah. We're the law. We're the, we're the you video. You need to stop referring to yourself as the law. Yeah. That's not a thing. Can't. I've watched too much video game high school. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll get to do that Gamescom anyway. But also this week, we spoke to a man called Josh Gad, who you might know as Olaf from Frozen, although he does other stuff as well, but mm. mostly Olaf from Frozen. And he is in a new film called Pixels, which didn't review particularly well. Uh, on our site or anywhere really but it's got video games in it yes uh, and he's a really really interesting dude like really really funny he was he, really funny yeah. and he does a really really good impression of uh, <laughs> is it someone Ma- from the Goonies Mama Fratelli from the Goonies um, <laughs> it's amazing so we're going to listen up. and watch a little tiny bit of that right now Hello, Chris here with Gav and star of stage and screen, Mr. Josh Gad, who you guys will know from Frozen, The Wedding Ringer, Jobs, The Book of Mormon, The Comedians, and new film, Pixels. Which is represented so beautifully. Yeah. It's behind here. us. Did you paint all this? I did it this morning. That's incredible. Yeah, he took it's ages. Ages. It's amazing. Like, I didn't, I didn't get any paint on my hands or anything. Well, you got a little bit, apparently, all oh, over yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, except um, for that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the perfect movie for IGN because it fuses video games and film. We actually made it for IGN. We so appreciate nice. it. Like, it's a small demographic, but it's... It's, <laughs> it's not small, actually. It's no, 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 it's true. Million. Just the people who work here, it's a small sure. demographic. Okay, just Your the, fans are in the millions, but... Yeah. Uh, no, it does. It, it's, it's sort of that movie that... It not only feeds into that game, that love for gaming, but it feeds on that '80s nostalgia that I think so many of us, I assume you guys yeah. grew up when I did. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, it embraces that. And I think that's what's so fun about it. And Chris Columbus, who is the author of two of my favorite 80s movies of all time, yeah. uh, Gremlins and Goonies, and of course the mastermind behind uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone, yeah. and the first two Harry Potter films, he's at the helm and he brings that, that joy to it that I think translates really nicely to the screen. Yeah. Did you get to geek out with him? I did. I, I I asked him some... Goonies, is anybody who knows me knows it's my favorite movie ever, ah. unapologetically. Mm. So a lot of questions about Goonies, Adventures <laughs> in Babysitting, um, you know... Just ran the gamut with questions for him. Yeah, I just loved working with him. Yeah. If they if they ever do make that Goonie sequel, did you give him a little nudge? Yeah. Oh, but to play Chunk? Well, yeah. to, no, not <laughs> to play Chunk, just to play like whoever. <laughs> <laughs> what are you suggesting at this point? Like a, a Fratelli nephew, maybe? Oh like, yeah, yeah that'd be really that'd good. Be like. Uh, Cousin Fratelli. Cousin Fratelli. Yeah. I actually do a really mean impression of Mama Fratelli. Oh hello. Hey, uh, I actually do a really good impression of her from Throw Mama from the Train. Okay. Owen, come here, Owen. I don't know if it's a really good impression, but it's... She scared me with the fingers suck. The fingers in the blender line. Uh -huh. really it's terrifying. terrifying. That entire bit is really, really yeah. scary. Like, I show Goonies to someone... what about like, when she's like see, telling Sloth how she dropped him as a baby? Yeah. Mama love you. Mama <laughs> drop so you. horrible. Mama drop you and baby, baby. Yeah. Mama love you so much, You're scared. Right. Scared me a little bit. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty good. That was, that was good. good. I, I showed, Mama Fratelli. I showed Goonies to someone the other day who didn't see it when they were a kid and they're watching it now. And like, when you watch it now, you're just thinking like, how did my parents let me watch this? There's oh, it's it's really sadistic it. and weird. Yeah. But all of those, all of those PG thirteen yeah. Amblin movies were a little dark and yeah. I mean, we're the generation that grew up with Dark Crystal mm. and Labyrinth. Yeah. This is stuff that nightmares are made of. Yeah. If I were caught showing my daughter Dark Crystal, my wife would leave me. Yeah. Like she'd be like, "What are you doing? You're going to traumatize." Yeah. And I think that there was just more acceptance back then. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's a couple of moments in this movie that hark to that a little bit. Like there's a moment with Pac-Man that's that's kind of funny and then goes dark. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about this movie is it's PG-13 and it, but it is a. It's sort of like those old school Amblin films where it doesn't pander to the kids. It, mm. it's, it goes a little dark and weird at times. I mean, Peter Dinklage's character suggests killing Hubert at one point. Yeah. And, uh, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of fun in it. You yeah. know, it's it's definitely not going to win any Academy Awards, but it it is no holds barred. Just like goofy fun yeah. and the 3D which a lot of times is an afterthought Chris I think did a, a, an amazing job of you know visually creating a world that deserves to be seen in 3D yeah. it's yeah. so good I don't know if it's a darkness but there's certainly a weirdness to the romance that your character <laughs> oh it's the most sadistic I don't want to spoil the ending no, but when no, they pitch yeah. it to me I'm like this has got to be the weirdest ending of yeah. all time, at least since like weird science, and probably even deeper and stranger in terms of the weirdness factor. We really want to do this. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> but I think you can say maybe who your character has a crush on. Yes, Lady Lisa, um, played by Ashley Benson, which makes yeah. sense. Sure. Yeah. She's hot. She's beautiful. And pixelated or not, she's she's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of has forever been in love with her. He actually. Uh, uh, writes a book about it, a uh, comic book, and uh, it's a beautiful little book. It is a beautiful book. Yeah, I think they should sell it actually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he falls in love with her, but the the ending gets a little sadistic, mm. weird. It does seem weird. So are you a, are you a gamer? I love games. Mm -hmm. Was a gamer. Um, 
And then I had my oldest daughter, Ava, and I made a promise that I was going to sort of retire it, the console. as a baby. Uh, while she was uh, in utero, <laughs> uh, I looked at my wife's stomach and I said, baby, I'm giving this up for you, little girl who can't see anything. No, I just sort of like, I wanted to be a hands-on dad and I didn't want to have that going on in front of her. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with it, but... Um, I just got an ex- I just got a PlayStation 4 though the other day I haven't told my wife yet. Uh-oh. And it's and I have a nice 4K TV so it's times are it's times not, are going to yeah. change. Yeah, yeah. Figure I gave both kids f- at least 4 years. Yeah, yeah. that's enough time. Yeah. That's more than enough yeah. I'd say. Yeah. They'll do all right after. Um I but I I do I'm I'm a I love games but I sort of get lost like when I play any of the Arkham games mm. I just I need like a GPS like a really good mm. GPS navigation system yeah. because I just wind up spending half the time walking through the streets of Gotham asking for directions. <laughs> like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. I'm yeah. just like, uh, do you know how to get to the asylum? <laughs> I, got, I, I gotta go find the Joker. That's the thing, those are big games as well. So The you open get world lost, games, yeah. like, Call of Duty's more my jam because you're, it's a mission. You're, mm. you know, you're sort of like propelled forward through the world. But when it's an open world game, I just sort of get like trapped. Mm. This this film harks back to a simpler time in gaming when you've got the retro games. The the, the setup is them yeah. kind of invading the planet. Do you have a favorite of those retro games, or do you find them all as frustrating as I do nowadays? And I just can't. I, I can't love the simplicity it. of Pac-Man. I mm. love Galaga. Um, even though it's not a retro, although it is a retro old game, but not mm. an arcade game. Tetris. Yeah. Right. But. I think Tetris is the greatest game ever. I think Tetris is pretty... I mean, before there was Candy Crush or any of that, there was Tetris. And Tetris is... I do believe it can infinitely go. I mean, it's just the most incredible... It's so simple, but it's it's great. And actually, great mind stimulation. Um, Or at least I told myself that while I was avoiding (laughs) math class and playing under the table with my Game Boy. But I was sort of the tail end of the arcade movement. I was born in 81. My brothers, I sort of lived through their eyes. There was this great arcade called Grand Prix Racerama, which was close to us, which we used to go to, and I used yeah. to watch my brothers in Hollywood, Florida, home of Billy Mitchell, King of Kong. Awesome. Right? So that's where I'm from. And and then uh, I sort of, my jam was more Nintendo. Yeah. And the home console. And, you know, those, like, Duck Hunt, Zelda... Mike Tyson's Punch Out, the yeah. Tech Mobile. I don't know if you guys had that yeah. here. Um, stuff like that. Contra. Mm. Those were the games that I played. Contra's so hard now. Have you tried to play that no. recently? It's. I tried to play Contra 2. It's absolutely so Is it? Yeah. There was actually a Goonies game, Goonies 2. Mm. That was on Nintendo. That was okay. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Every every movie tie-in was terrible. Oh, it was yeah. really bad. There's a really horrible Friday the 13th one, which is just pretty much impossible to play. Really? Yeah. I've tried, I've tried to play it. It's like, it's like a blood game. Everywhere. It's just, it's not even that really. And you know, like Jason, just like a white blob yeah. that walks around the screen. Yeah, that's it's disgusting. <laughs> but at the time, we were all like, "He's oh the best." Right? This is good. This is good. Like yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I saw from your bio that you were from Hollywood, Florida, and I was thinking, how, where do I know that from? And I know it from the King of Kong. Yeah. Right. Have you ever met Billy Mitchell? I've never met Billy Mitchell. I've met Seth Gordon, who directed it. But sure. I've never met yeah. Billy Mitchell. It feels like he. Uh, sorry, Steve uh, Weeby. Weeby was actually in our film had a little cameo. Oh, cool. So that had, yeah. How was that? I shook his hand once and it was a big moment for me to meet Steve Weaver. It's really like, great. He's a hero. He's yeah, a special he's guy. 
If you haven't seen King of Kong, you need to watch the it best. now. Yeah, yeah, but I feel best. like Billy Mitchell kind of casts a shadow a little bit over, like, inspired maybe some of Peter Dinklage's Definitely, performance. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's some, there's definitely, some definitely his hair's performance. <laughs> uh, You're just missing the stars and stripes talk. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, that that hairdo is one for the ages. Yeah. Did, was it hard to keep a straight face though when you were talking to Dinklage in that? Like he's just hysterical in that. Yeah, way. he's so weird in it, and that voice. Hey, I was like, what yeah. is happening right now? <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Where I really geeked out was I was with him for the final three weeks of uh, season four of Game of Thrones. Oh, nice. So I watched the final three episodes with him. You know, that was the big oh, really? ending with yeah, his cool. dad and the show, yeah. the show off, the, uh, the send-off. Uh, yeah. And I was... It was so weird to just be sitting across from Tyrion <laughs> Lannister watching him on TV and... One of those geek moments where I had so many questions, but yeah. I didn't want to ask the questions because I didn't want to be the you want to be cool. the jackass. Yeah, He's yeah, like, that guy. wait, what? What does this mean for your character <laughs> yeah. and, and the future of of you inheriting the throne? It's yeah. unlikely at this point, I imagine. Mm. Um, so that was really cool. What is he like when he's watching Game of Thrones? Like, is he getting as into it as he, other people? I, I know he's actually very. <laughs> he's actually very much self-deprecating about it and like I think he like any of us is always like oh I could have done that better but he's coming at yeah, it from like yeah. a perspective of like well you know oh I wish I had done this differently but yeah I mean I think he appreciates the unbelievably large nature of what yeah. the show has become and how mm. important it is to everybody yeah I guess so I want to ask you about uh, London in this movie do you think that that's what we're all like? That if you tell us it's a beer commercial, we'll all be happy and run off? I didn't write that. <laughs> no. Uh, I've been shooting a movie here for three months, and I find you to be the loveliest people I've ever met. No, we met. do like yeah. beer and pubs. We do, but I did have to laugh that that was kind of the perception of the British. <laughs> I'll just tell them it's a beer commercial. Right. They'll yeah. be fine. At least it's Sean Bean doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think you buy anything that Sean Bean says. Um, um, no, I've actually had the time of my life here. I... Mm. I it's funny because a lot of times you get sent to places to shoot where you're like, oh, I gotta spend however many months here, it's yeah. gonna kill me. With England, I, I can't wait to do something else here. I just, I've, yeah. I've truly had the time of my life. Have you have you discovered the joys of Greg's bakery? No, because I saw there's a quote to, only because there's a quote today from Jake Gyllenhaal right, saying okay. that he loves being in London because he loves going to Greg's Seriously. and eating a baguette from Greg's every day. Now you do not get a body like Jake Gyllenhaal. I was going to say eating Greg's. I was going to say Jake's got the body to pull that off. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do not have uh, what you might call uh, as as good metabolism as Jake apparently. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, as efficient metabolism, so I, I will not be going to Greg's every day. Uh, one thing I liked in the movie uh, was you singing a song. Yeah. Was that your idea? Did they come to you with that? Um, they pitched me an idea about what I would be doing during that scene, and, and I was like, well, why don't we have me do like an 80s song? And, you know, Everybody Wants to Rule the World was on this list of like 30 songs that they gave me of what we could do. And I immediately was like, that has to be it. I mean, yeah. not only because it's a killer song, but just because it, the lyrics are, everybody wants to rule yeah. the world. It's a no-brainer. It's, it's a, a no-brainer for this movie. It's yeah, it's high. It's a little high. <laughs> and a British band, keeping it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tears for Fears. Theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, your character is a conspiracy theorist in this film as well. Yes, he What's is. What's the most outlandish one? I'm trying to think that he, he hasn't. He thinks uh, Kennedy shot first. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good one. Like Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> just mixing up his worlds there. Yeah. That's a really good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, inspired by that, Gav, you had a... Oh, Gav! So, a bit of fun. We've got a list of five... I'm worried that your arm is going to come to life. What, <laughs> what is happening with those tattoos? It's fine. They're okay. They're, okay. I can keep them under control. Okay. There's Bill Murray somewhere around there. Yeah, Bill Murray. You got yeah. Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will you ever put a Josh Gad tattoo on your ass? Yeah, why not? Oh, that we'll, is Bill we'll Murray. Go for this. Yeah, it's Bill Murray Life Aquatic. If I ever meet him, I don't know if I'd have the guts to show him. You met him the other day. I met him last week. You told me about my tattoo? No, it didn't, didn't go come well. Didn't it went weird. Uh, it went no, weird. You told him? I, I did, no, I just tried to have a conversation with him. He didn't want to talk to me. We did a picture and he kind of... He made a funny joke at the end, but he was kind of a bit rude to me before that. And it made me feel sad because he's my favourite actor. I know. Yeah. I've had that before. But you know what? Everyone asked him for a picture. So exactly, I, I was yeah. that dude. I was like... How many times have you got to do that every day? Yeah, he's the best. Have you ever yeah. met him? No, I've never met him. I wonder if those stories are true that he goes up to people. I really hope they are. Puts his hands on their eyes and then yeah. they, they turn they turn around and he's like, no one will ever believe me. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's true. As I, as he uh, to end our conversation, he said to me, um, "Where are you from?" And I said, "London." And he just walked away and said, "Never heard of it." Well, that's a good conspiracy theory about Bill Murray. Yes, nice. Thank you. Um, Bring it back. So we've got a list of five famous uh, conspiracy theories. Three of them are true. Two of them are false. So they're not really conspiracy theories. If they're true, they're what we call facts. They well, are no. They are, I think you said they were believed to be true on Four Chan. Yeah. Okay. Four Chan. Yeah. It's well, not and everything on Four Chan is legitimate. Exactly. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Okay. So the first one then. Yoga is a form of satanic worship. So some Christians claim that by practicing yoga, people are actually being tricked into worshiping Satan and opening themselves up for satanic possession. True. That is true. That is a huge, huge thing. I think I've heard that before. So that means the people of 4chan. By the way, to those listening at home, that's why I don't do yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, Saddam Hussein was killed because he had access to a Stargate. Star, is it Stargate? Stargate, yeah. Okay, you spelled it wrong. Um, uh, Saddam Hussein's real-life Stargate was the real reason for the Iraq invasion. It is widely believed that hidden in central Iraq is an actual Stargate. Placed there by the Anraki gods, that, and that is the reason the Iraq War was started. Okay, so you're asking me, is that true, or do people believe that to be true? People believe, if, do people believe that to be true? Sure. That is true. Yeah, people believe that. I can, I can see how Iraq is, isn't that old ancient Babylon? Like, I can see how people mm. think that that's yeah, like... Action. It's like a huge, huge thing. So some of, the, some of these ones, the ones that are true, like, are crazy true. Right. So, like... I watched a lot of mental videos yesterday about people who generally think this stuff. But like, also not even presenting it as like, oh, this might be true. It's like, no, no, no this like, is real. This, this is, is fact. This is hundred percent real. There is a Stargate that Kurt Russell and Saddam Hussein <laughs> have both gone through in Iraq. I buy it. Okay, so this one then. The government secretly uses Call of Duty as a recruitment tool. For years, the government has been monitoring the best Call of Duty players in the world and has been known to draft in the best players using a loophole known as CODIN. Is that true or false? Do people believe that? Well, I know that the government actually does utilize game skills um, once they've been brought in, so I would imagine that people would buy that, yeah. It's false, I made it up. Really? Made it up this morning on the bus. Oh, wow. Uh, but with the old, what do you call it, the pilot, the unpiloted, unmanned... Yeah. Drones. The drones. Because I just watched a special that they actually do, like, 
a lot of the drone pilots, they actually do play a lot yeah. of those games yeah. for visual stimulation yeah. and eye coordination. And of course, that was the plot of The Last Starfighter. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think that's the only one on your list that's legitimately true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uncover The others are all actual bullshit. That one is for real. Okay. Uh, number four, Taylor Swift is secretly lurking on 4chan. Some of 4chan and Reddit's best minds have uncovered the truth that Taylor Swift actually loves going on 4chan and messing with the users. <laughs> I, that makes me laugh to the point that I'm going to say true. I want it to be true. True. It's 100% true. Is it true? Yeah, that's believable. Uh, it's great. That's Maybe one, she does. That's one that you should definitely look at because it's one that they put. They were like, oh, no, no, this, this is the evidence. Okay, this is the evidence. I love it. It's so mental. <laughs> I love, I love it. It's really, really good. Okay, final one. Adam Sandler predicted the death of Shirley Temple. So in a deleted scene included on the Russian DVD release of Grown Ups 2, Adam Sandler turns and looks directly into the camera in a rear break of character and says, the light of our fairest little lady will go out on February 10th, 2014. True or false? It seems so random. I'm gonna say false. It is false. It's false. Gab made yeah, that up. false. I made it up on the bus. It was too weird, Gab. <laughs> yeah. That was too that weird. Was, yeah, that was too the last weird. one's always going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> that one was, de that was, was desperate. It's generally hard to come up with <laughs> no, I, the, a conspiracy the, this that's one's so really mental. Good, actually, the third one is really good yeah. because yeah. that one actually seems the most legitimate. Yeah. Like, it makes sense if you're really good yeah. at some of these games, especially for hand-eye coordination purposes. Yeah. And do you know what I'm going to say? It kind of ties it back to Pixels. It does. Because That's right. they recruit gamers. They do. That is why I like you so much. <laughs> uh, no, they do. They recruit gamers who follow the patterns yeah. and know what's going to happen with yeah. what these arcade characters it's are. Almost like I saw the film yesterday. <laughs> that was, That's right. Games and Adam Sandler was on my mind. That's right. <laughs> well, well done. You, you got three out of five. Excellent. I got four out of five, think, buddy. Four out of five. Yeah. Four out of five. Sorry. I was keeping count. You defeated us. <laughs> Um, can I take you back in time now? You may not. Well, is it going to hurt? No. Because okay. Saddam yeah. Hussein Stargate. If it's, if it's through the Babylonian Stargate system, then I don't want to go. But if there's another way, like a DeLorean, then I'm happy to. Okay. Can, oh, the Back to the Future cast was in London this week. Celebrating Everyone. the 30th? Uh, yeah, like there was a convention and, and they did a bunch of press in preparation for, the 30, uh, for Back to the Future Day. But yeah, they had everyone apart from Biff. And that's my favourite film, so I got to meet <laughs> Back to the Future's in my top... Three? Yeah. Got to meet Doc and Lorraine. It was like... Wait, was Michael here? Yeah, he was here last weekend. Oh. Yeah, he didn't do interviews, but Why he did... Why didn't Biff Tannen come? Yeah, that's weird. Don't know, he sent a video. I don't think there was anything weird. Was Chris Ben Glover here? No, they are... <laughs> he... Although he's doing interviews here in a couple of weeks, but he uh, he said that he didn't feel like doing it. Okay. He talks about the movie now, but it's still weird for him. Because of the second one? Uh, yeah, and he kind of... on the end of the stage upside down. Just by his boots. So weird. Yeah. I was very excited, though. But I want to take you not yes, that far back in time. Uh, Book of Mormon. What was it like working with Matt and Trey on that? One of the highlights of my career. I mean, I was involved in that process from the beginning. So four years before it ever saw a stage, we were workshopping it and, and being privy to their creative process and seeing something start in its most nascent stages and develop into one of the most successful musical musicals of all time, forget about musical comedies. It was fascinating, especially with the content being what it was. Um, I certainly, the first time they sent me a demo to gauge my interest, 
I called my agent and I said, I cannot do this. And they said, why? And I go, because I will be murdered by fanatics who see this and are like, this is the craziest, most inappropriate thing I've ever seen. <laughs> There's no safety net. You're not an animated character. There's yeah. no screen between you and the audience. Uh, is that a genuine fear, though, do you think? It was. Well, I think you, you forget. Now, now we sort of take for granted that Book of Mormon is just accepted, right? Yeah. It's just like... Uh, at the time, there were actually, we would get like, I remember when we were first going to Broadway, we had security briefings. We had like, uh, there were articles written about how there were going to be picket lines around the corner, mm. how nobody was going to, you know, that there would be great. It was also around the time that Trey and Matt had like a fatwa put on their heads right, okay, for yeah. South Park. So it was sort of a little disquieting, mm. but... The product was so good, mm. the possibilities were so great that you sort of ha had to do it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still debating whether to get tickets for my mum and dad. I loved it. I think it's the yeah. greatest show I've ever seen at the West End. But I still don't know if my mum can take it. <laughs> it's amazing how many people though who went in feeling that way yeah. came out of it. Being absolutely loving it, yeah. absolutely in love with it. Yeah, it's because it's got real heart to it. I it think. does, yeah. and it's actually it's so genuine. If you stick with it, it actually has a very strangely enough pro faith message, doesn't yeah. it? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think when I went in, I mean, I thought it was just going to be hilarious anyway. But I think I was surprised by how just not vicious it was on the Mormon faith. Really, I mean, obviously, it like takes the piss quite a lot, but it doesn't. I don't know. It never feels like mean. No, it's not mean spirited, and and I think just. They rode the line so brilliantly, yeah. I thought. Um, and they never crossed that line. And it, it's just, it's, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity now to work with, I think, two, three of the greatest satirists of all time. in Trey and Matt, of course, and Jon Stewart. And what they all do so brilliantly is they just, they're, they know how to just get away with, you know, yeah. what you can get away with without ever pushing to the limit where you're like, ah, it's too much for me to handle. Yeah. There were some very questionable things in that show, <laughs> and somehow the audience just Love goes it. with it. Yeah. Do, you, do you think we'll ever see a movie? I certainly think there will be a movie eventually. I certainly do. I don't know when, I don't mm. know in what incarnation, I don't know, you know, what it'll be, but I think that, I think they'll do it. Do you think it's something they could reasonably directly adapt, or do you think they'd have to change a lot to make that transition? I think it would work either way, but I think that the, knowing Trey and Matt, they're not... I don't think th there's any reason for them to just regurgitate what they've yeah. done before. Like, I think that they're always looking to keep fresh and do something different and yeah. try something new. So I, I don't think it'll be verbatim what you saw on the stage. No. I hope it happens. <laughs> um, a lot of people do. And obviously you're working on a musical right now. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's happening there? Uh, Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Um, I can tell you that it's going to be just really amazing. Uh, Bill Condon is doing a remarkable job of bringing this world that we've all fallen in love with uh, ever since the animated classic came out to life. and. And the cast that they've assembled, uh, Emma Watson, Dan Stevens, Luke yeah. Evans, Sir Ian McKellen, Emma Thompson, Stanley Tucci, Ewan McGregor, the list goes on and on. Amazing, it's yeah. just A-plus cast. And, and 
think it's going to be really special. Mm. Do you remember seeing that movie for the first time, the animated film? I do. I do. And I remember the audience erupting into applause after, yeah. after Be Our Guest. Yeah. It was special because we'd had about a decade where we hadn't had great Disney. It had been... Well, it started with Little Mermaid. Sure. And then... But that was, that was more for girls, like certainly the age right. that we were at. So I didn't see Little Mermaid at the, the cinema. The one that really resonated with me the most was Aladdin. Sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, Robin Williams' tour de force performance yeah. in that was unlike anything I've ever seen. And th- I remember looking at the screen and saying, I want to do that one day. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's what really inspired me when I was doing Frozen. It's like that performance just seemed so fresh and yeah. so different and so wonderfully um, appropriate for, you know, that world and that comic relief. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wanted to sort of capture that. And it's, I miss that man every day. Yeah. He's the greatest. Uh, and you play LeFou? Is that, is that I do. I name? play LeFou. And uh, I have a big number in it, which I'm thrilled that I get to sing and dance on the screen. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah. I've never done a live action musical before. So it's really, uh, you know, we got here about a month before shooting to rehearse all the singing and dancing. And it was uh, like doing theater. I mean, it was yeah. really just fun. Are you the best singer? In the movie? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, a lot of your scenes will be uh, with Gaston. Mm-hmm. So that's Luke Evans, one of your countrymen. Yeah, is Welsh. it is it Welsh. fun? Yeah. Is it fun playing off Luke? Luke is gonna blow people away. I mean, awesome. he's so funny in this movie, mm. and killer pipes, killer really? pipes. Yeah, it's because he's Welsh. He's from the valleys. Of course, we have. We've all got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could have played Luke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's great. Yeah, everybody's great. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, there was a famous picture, I think, that McKellen put up of your table read. What was that first table read like? It was unlike anything I've ever been a part of before because it was just so epic. I mean, it was like, I, you almost felt like it, all it was missing was an audience of like 7,000 because it was, it was just full on. Usually a table read is a very intimate affair. Mm. You're all sitting there with your scripts. You're all engaging by virtue of hearing it out loud that's where it ends this we were seeing full performance numbers we were seeing um full pre-visualizations of some of these incredibly complex scenes and it was uh it was unlike anything i probably i've ever been a part of and probably will ever be a part of it was just full on man i wish sometimes wish they would film those and put them on the dvd or something who said they didn't yeah hello Sometimes they do. I think I watched a really good one for Forget and Sarah Marshall that was awesome. Yeah, and that's a really like a good, comedy. Like, it's really fun to watch. Imagine yeah, if you could that, watch yeah. it for the classics though, like yeah, yeah. Godfather or, so, or Goodfellas. <laughs> right, Raiders like, of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah that would be really good. Pixels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, another film I want to ask you about, which is a bit weirder, is Angry Birds. Is that is that really a thing? It's movie? really a thing, and in fact. When I was approached by it, I, I actually, about it, I actually said no. Um, and I, well, for many reasons, but the, the most significant of which was I was like, I did Olaf, I don't really want to yeah. play another animated character, especially right now. And they, the producer was like, just let me kind of pitch out this movie to you. And did this reel for me of what he was thinking about. And it was like this 30 minute visual pitch. 
and it just blew my socks off. Uh, it's, it's really irreverent and really like in that Lego movie sensibility, yeah. it's subversive and funny and unexpectedly smart and really beautiful. Actually, like gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the little I've seen of it has really impressed me. Is it a game you played on your phone? I played Star Wars Angry Birds. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Defeated it. Uh, you a big Star Wars guy? Huge. How excited are you for Force Awakens, man? 11 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, like, I've watched the behind-the-scenes video probably yeah. 20 times. Oh, man, yeah, that was amazing. We, saw, mean, we saw the trailer in a cinema, and I think I said to you afterwards, I was like, I don't know how I'm actually going to be able to watch the entire thing in the cinema. It's funny, I'll tell you this, is I've... Uh, being working in London now, a lot of the guys who worked on it... Mm. Um, are like geeky about it and and I was in a position I'm not gonna I don't want anyone to be sued or anything but I was in a position where they were like willing to tell me things about yeah. the movie and I had to shut them down mm. because I was like I don't want it spoiled I want to go into that theater and I'm like not to mention the fact that I can't sit on it on that information yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and I had one thing spoiled for me and I was so angry because I'm like it, it deprived me of you want to experience it like everybody else I want to experience yeah. it like everybody else yeah. but that's a, it's it a weird incredible. thing of doing our job sometimes is that there's this thirst for information that we're part of that yeah. machine but I personally don't want to know a lot of this stuff but yeah. people people do and it's I, I do I have a problem sometimes when some of the sites spoil some big things okay, yeah. I know that I know it has to be done mm. and I'm the first one to go and, and read the spoiler even though there's warnings yeah. <laughs> but it's like it would, I almost feel like it would be better if it was just we didn't know yeah. you know but it's, uh, it's the age we live in. Everybody's after that story. Yeah. I'm sitting there crying as I type it up. Did you... Have you have you spoiled some Star Wars stuff? No. no. Not personally. I, I've managed to avoid reading anything that if it has appeared on our site. But you do... Gav does a weekly Star Wars show on the site. So I don't so know you, how you can avoid stuff. Just have to you, read everything, yeah. Um, but uh, we but choose that not to spoil anything yeah, if we I, can help it. I wouldn't want to talk about something that is going to spoil it for people. So yeah. I don't see it. some things I'm just like, well... Speculating stuff on the in show, the trailer. So but you, do, do you it, think yeah. that the movie's been spoiled? for you in some ways no I mean a couple of bits I've heard like different bits and bobs but I've managed to pretty much forget quite a lot of stuff because you hear so much stuff as well like, how great is that like, chewy world yeah. oh and that smirk but I wish I could not see or hear anything between now and next Christmas it's not gonna happen it's this it? Christmas <laughs> I just, almost, just, I'm done I know this I'm is now. sacrilegious but I almost would be fine if there were no more trailers released yes yeah, that's what I mean yeah. just, just had those two little yeah. like because the movie's apparently short. Okay. So I don't want oh, that... Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, he, didn't he say that? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, I read yeah, that yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a two and a half hour movie. No, no, yeah. Which is good. It's yeah. not like Lord of the Rings. So I'm like, every minute that I see on screen, yeah. I want to be completely new. new. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. And I'm excited about the spinoffs. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're going to be really good. Do you think, speaking of spinoffs, do you think we could ever see an Olaf spinoff? Um... If the, you know what it comes down to is John Lasseter and his brain trust who run Pixar and Disney are very sensitive to uh, making sure that it's coming from a place of character and story. So until there's a reason to do it, you know, like Frozen 2 actually came about a lot quicker than I, I think any of us ever anticipated because mm. 
you look at the difference in time, there was like, what, 10 years before they made Finding Dory now? Yeah. And like six, seven years before they made Toy Story 3. Yeah. And I think that they tend to take a lot of time by virtue of the fact that they want to get it right. Yeah. They don't. They know what the expectation is, especially for a movie like Frozen, where it just became a phenomenon. Yeah, there's a lot of expectation there. Huge as well. So where are you at with the sequel? Is it? Is there a script or is there? Uh, it's. Or? They're just right now. They're doing their thing of of breaking down the story yeah. and and you know I'm sure that soon enough we'll know more. But yeah. they're keeping us in the dark. What's it like there now? A couple of years removed from from that all happening, does it does it feel like a dream? Like it just, it seemed like a very surreal thing to happen to a film remains, that wasn't a huge amount. Of it expertise. remains surreal. I mean, nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming. It was not on anybody's most anticipated list. Yeah. It was certainly, you know, um, it was certainly not something I saw coming. And I went into a screening at Disney, with no expectations whatsoever. Other than I'm going to see a cute princess movie. Yeah. And I saw it with my wife, actually. She looked at me and she goes, whoa, this is really, really special. Uh, and it was, it was actually right after uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman mm. that she said that to me. And I, you felt that. You were like, this, this just takes you back to like yeah. those Disney fairy tale movies that you fell in love with yeah which they sort of hadn't traditionally done in a while mm. Tangled did but when did you know though once it was out there that it, the, the phenomenon that it had become you might have had a feeling but like was there a moment when you were like Whoa, yes this is yes it was the movie came out in in uh, November and by December every store was out of merchandise mm. every store was out of merchandise yeah yeah you couldn't, I couldn't get Olaf merchandise or <laughs> princess merchandise, and I was in the movie. And then in January, after being out from, on Thanksgiving, it suddenly popped up to number one on the charts. Mm. Like, that doesn't happen. So it just became very strange, and it was just like, the, you know, it wasn't like Jurassic World, for instance, where it yeah. just, boom, it was just a slow burn. Yeah. And it was really fascinating. It yeah. snowballed. Oh, I hate what you did there. <laughs> I actually um, hate what you so did. So you said you've got kids. Do they watch Frozen? What do they think about it? My oldest daughter does. Yeah. My youngest daughter still shits her diapers, so yeah. she doesn't. She's probably not watching. Can it. I say that? Can I say diapers? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so she doesn't know. What's it like for her to watch it, though? Like, obviously she knows it's you in the film. Um, she is... It's so tickled by it. Mm. You know, the first time I took her to see, the first movie I ever took her to see was Monsters University okay. in the theater. She was two years old and they <laughs> showed, it was a little scary, but she did quite well. She mm. loves Monsters, Inc. That's why okay. I took her in. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for making me seem like a, a bad, <laughs> bad parent. <laughs> um, she, they did a, the a teaser trailer and my character had no dialogue, he just laughed. Mm. She immediately recognized my laugh. No way. Uh. And she said, Dada, more Dada. And it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I still can't comprehend it. That's crazy, that's yeah. really cute. Yeah, yeah. So she, but she's over it now. She, you know, now she's moved on to like Big Hero 6, Minions, yeah. things like that. <laughs> but she's gonna have that for the rest of her life, be like, so what did your dad do? 
Please don't laugh. <laughs> be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be like, he's Olaf, and also in pixels. <laughs> it's gonna be her. Just so over it all. Is, I was gonna ask, what's the craziest Frozen fan request you've had? Has there is there? Because it seems to have gotten to like quite an insane level it's, that the fandom. Crazy. It's crazy. Is there really weird things you get asked to say or do? Oh or? yeah, I was asked to like sing in summer at like a bar mitzvah or something like <laughs> like people ask weird really weird stuff and like cross, my next question yes. like cross like yeah <laughs> you know um i leave a lot of messages especially for kids in need who i i, I feel like you know maybe it can make a difference yeah. and even give them an escape for one minute yeah and that joy is uh, unlike anything else i've ever had as a performer mm. is to to just give children who are suffering or anybody yeah. who's suffering even a little tiny escape is uh it's a very empowering feeling it's a very it's like it actually what i do is inconsequential but that little thing makes a difference and that that to me is the coolest aspect of being a part of something like frozen it's amazing. Oh, yeah lovely. it's yeah. really cool so that was Josh Gad. Pixels <coughs> is out later in August. Um, check it out if you think it might be the type of thing you're interested in. Uh, or not. So, or not. Visual effects. Some... If you're into visual effects, I'd recommend it. It looks really awesome. And if you're into Adam Sandler, see a doctor. There you go. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of feedback then. What we got? Um, so this is from Borinda Samra. Cool. And they say, is Metal Gear truly next generation as it is also coming out on PS3? Doesn't it feel more like a PS3 HD upgrade on PS4? Hmm. <laughs> good, good <laughs> contribution there from Gav Mercy. That'd be a shoulder, that's a shoulder shrug. I just don't care. Like I don't. Are you care. a Metal Gear fan? Are either I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. I am, fan, but I'm just... not a graphics fan. No, like it, it doesn't matter that no. much to me. Mm. Like, it's I hate. Not... I hate the term that heard next gen. Like people, basically, I think next who, gen should prefer to gameplay, not graphics. people who think that they're into games latch on to these phrases they hear around the place, like next gen, frames per second, stuff like that. Like it's they marketing, la they latch on to these phrases and they think that talking about this stuff actually makes you like a gamer. That's absolute bollocks. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you talking like that? Why are you... Just play whatever games you want to play and have some fucking fun. Like, don't latch on to... Well... Oh, next year, I don't think it's... Next year, I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think it's running at 60 frames per second. Probably not an accurate representation of how this person speaks. It <laughs> definitely is. Um, but also, these are, um, in addition, do you think... Uh, why do you think there's been so many remasters this time around compared to the last generation? Is it because the last generation went on so long? I think a lot of it is because the last generation lasted for a long time, but also so many massive franchises were established yeah. that continue. There's a huge argument there that, you know, if you want, like, I mean, they haven't done a Mass Effect one, but yeah. I think some people, we, the reason it's called Mass Effect Andromeda is because, you know, people want to jump into the story. If it was Mass Effect 4, they might be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the reason the Uncharted trilogy is coming. The final chapter, you know? As yeah. well, we're just, we're just in a bit of an era of remakes. Mm. Even like popular films, like people are, it's, it feels like the big companies are now realizing ideas, like, we can just do the same yeah. thing again. All the ideas have people happened. Liked we have before. run out of the ideas. That's um, what it feels like a lot of the times. So I don't think that's true. I'm but I, I, th I think it is, maybe it's an easy, I don't know if it's an easy thing to do or not, but you know, companies have these games there and they've just got to polish them up. And yeah. Like a lot of the time it's not that company that's doing it either. So it's like yeah, an external party that's doing it. So like maybe it's not an 
and maybe it's like it makes financial sense for a lot of people to do I don't know I mean linking back to the first part of the question this whole idea of you know next gen and stuff as you yeah. say if you think about it you know in terms of how we input you yeah. input games either on a PC that's different but on a controller it's usually the same the difference being you know the Wii tried something different and that had huge success for me next gen would be something like if VR manages to take yeah. off and it's different it's input it's not output if yeah. that makes sense you know it's how you control it um and, that's a, and, it's and, an think, interesting point. Because I, I, I think lots of, you know, the yeah. input's been the same for however many years, so why wouldn't you? There's no, you don't have to remap controls or anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Good. Good so, answer. Thank you. Well, not sure if we specifically answered the question, <laughs> but uh, maybe we can <coughs> Right. Here we go. <coughs> From Daryl Sharp. Duck Hunt. I have played the first section of the Batgirl DLC on Arkham Knight, <coughs> and so far I'm quite impressed. Do you think they'll be able to keep up this high-level quality DLC and keep me interested and wanting to see the next bit? Will it come to pass like Mortal Kombat, where it's taken too long to release the characters and therefore lose my interest and what precious time that I have to play? Well, to be honest, Daryl, I don't know you that well, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what it takes to keep your interest. Um, I mean, I'd like to think... He's a busy man. Yeah, He's a busy I man, Gal. To be honest, like you're into more Nine to Kombat. five, wife and kids. How dare you? Mortal uh, Kombat is great. So we wouldn't have much to talk about on that on that front. But I mean, I think they've committed to you know releasing quite a lot of downloadable content on Arkham for Arkham. What's, Knight, what's your attitude with DLC? So for example, I can say with uh, all honesty now, I will not be playing the Witcher Three expansions. Just yeah. because they're not coming out for like. There's one I want to play that they, that they told us about when we were there. Are you allowed to talk about it? I don't think we are. Okay. Well, I know we but, we know the names. I think of both of them, like Blood and Sand or something like that. Uh, okay. Well, maybe we are. Then. I don't know. But oh. the, I'll, I'll skirt around to them. But there's there's one that I definitely want to yeah. play because it's a really interesting sort of take on it that that isn't just like oh here's a bunch of other like side quests for Carol to do. It's like a new story. It's n yeah, it's a new story, but it relates to a character you've already met, like okay. a very very small character that you meet really really early on, but his role in the Witcher world is way bigger than you would have ever... There's no way you'll be able to guess okay. who, who cool. this person is or what so, kind of effect they had on it. I now retract what I said a moment ago, yeah. if it's that interesting. <laughs> but the point, the point being, you know, if it's... For me, it really does take something quite big. Once I've finished a game to go back yeah. and do DLC, I'm kind of like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you, to be honest. I was like, I, I looked at the, the Arkham Knight one and I was like, oh... They're in another uh, amusement park, are they? Oh, that's really <laughs> How good. How many, yeah, you know what, Gotham, <laughs> stop building amusement parks. I don't uh, think they're doing you any favours. And, like, yeah, like, as, as far as, like, you know, play through the game as this character, no, I don't care. Yeah. But with someone like Last of Us, mm. like, yes. when they release, like, that. that well, that's it. It's, like, it's one of those things that's kind of changing now as DLC becomes more popular. It's, like, originally kind of started off as, like, New DLC coming out. You're yeah. gonna get new maps, new guns, yeah. and now I feel like companies new are embracing League map it. Soon. Oh, oh well, I'm buying that. Yeah. Um, but now companies are a little bit more like seeing it as a way to prolong the game's life. Yes. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost add more chapters on instead of just yeah, yeah. you know more like just, tiny just, little bits of more like, Make little more money. Back in the day, like when, when we had expansion packs, I loved it. So like black and white. I remember when Black and White Creature Isle came out. Mm. Got that. Loved that. Yeah. Similarly, I like a lot of them. Um, you know, the SimCity expansions and stuff like SimCity 4 expansions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they were great. But I don't know, like, when they did, um, what was it, Infamous First Light? Um, like, what was that about? I, I'm not, I don't think I need to spend any more money on Infamous than I already <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, I mean, it depends on what you think. What's his name? Daryl. 
it depends on what you th- how long they need to take between it. But I think they're not going to just spunk it all out like no. really really quickly. They want people to spread it out. Otherwise, otherwise there's the danger that if they start putting out something out every week or something, mm. it'll be like, well, okay, that's you know another five I've got to spend. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. get a little bit sick of it. But I mean, I don't know. To be I'm also. Dep- I mean, depends what else you've got on. Like, I mean, you know, is there that much? Got coming a lot out? on me. Well, but, see, I'm imagining this is, is from Daryl from The Walking Dead, uh, and if true, <laughs> he does not have a lot of time to wait around for DLC. Yeah. So I'd move on, man. Is stuff coming out on PlayStation in the near future? If, you know, if there's necessarily not much other, many other games coming. Probably. Probably going to be some games coming out for PlayStation. Oh <laughs> All right, next, next question. So uh, last week we talked about uh, Secret Cinema and what would be our ideal Secret Cinemas if we were given the chance to plan one. Yeah. So, Luke, you said that you had a, uh, a suggestion for a perfect Secret Cinema. Oh, I have some. Did you do, did you do this last? Do you have any? No, was, it was, it was me... Was uh, Alex. So what were some of the ones you no, mentioned? No, I, I try not to <clears throat> answer questions that were asked the week before. <laughs> Listen, I don't have time. I'm a busy man. I don't have time to listen to the podcast No, go on, week. go on. Um, what, what have you got? Well, I kind of went a bit off-piste, really. I like Sunshine. Sunshine by Danny Boyle is one of my actual... Would that make a good secret cinema, though? I've never been to secret cinemas, I don't know. <laughs> Why would you answer this question, then? Why would you give me this email? You did feedback. You're just listing films that you like. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> Boom. The oh Lion God. King. The Lion King. You're Boom. as bad. You're as bad. They were taking the piss out of me last week. What did you say? Naruto 4. <laughs> <laughs> the Pokemon movie. The Pokemon Actually, movie. Actually, that would be amazing. They've, Throwing balls at animals? They've never. They've, I don't think they've done. Sorry? I don't think they've done a Disney film yet. Well, no. The Lion King would be exquisite, and you could hire the people from the stage show. Or you could just go see the stage show. Oh, for Christ's sake! Or just watch the movie. It's been Jurassic Park. Just build a dinosaur. I said Jurassic Park. That was one like, of my suggestions. Jaws would be pretty fun. You could do it like what? You know, Everyone's sitting on a boat. Yeah. I, there was that thing in China that I, I saw that maybe they did. Yeah, that was done actually. That'd be good. What was that? There was like, a weird story on the internet the other day that I probably should have written up, to do with, um, uh, like, I can't remember where it was, but everyone was watching Jaws on a screen and you're on a lake, and um, like, oh, no. you're all on inflatables and you just kind of dabble your feet Ugh. in the water. I watched yeah. Gravity on a boat once. That was a horrible, horrible <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Why? I watched Gravity on it was, a plane. It was, it, was on like... the, it was in the in-flight cinema on the boat, so I was like, I, I'd never seen it before. In-flight so cinema <laughs> on the boat. On sea cinema. In cruise? I in cruise? What's going? the equivalent? On water? Uh, Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. It was awful because it's so much like creaking on the boat and like shaking. How and you take to get an island? Surely mm. you haven't got time to watch a film, have you? Mm, it takes a while. Uh, this, was, this was from Liverpool, okay. so it was quite a... Of course. Quite a, quite a sailing. Thinking? What was I thinking? Up on the, uh, <laughs> the upon ne- SS fun. Next question. <laughs> next question. Are we on me now? Yeah. Okay, so... Andrew Anastasio asked, um, do we have any major plans for Podcast 300? He enjoyed mm. 250 and was wondering if we had anything similar planned. Yeah, loads. So much. Yes. I mean, we were definitely going to plan. We're going to do something big. We're not quite sure what that is yet. Yeah, stuff is up in the air, but yeah. we are we are aware that it is <laughs> creeping ever closer. Nine weeks away. Nine weeks away, yeah. Really? So this is 291. Too oh much time, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That gonna... might actually correspond with my birthday. So maybe... When's your birthday? 24th of September. Nice, no, October. You're going to be 300 as well, which is cool. So. <laughs> it's in October. Well, Roy's in his mid-20s I think we now. Worked so out it's like October shut up. 15th or something um, like that. He also asked, is there a reason why there's only three people on each podcast and not four? Used to be four, but then we started doing a video version. And oh, um, We should do four. Well, I really we can't do it anymore. Cause it, it's, so it looks nice. Just have someone sit here I, with I their back. <laughs> it's not just that. I think, uh, I mean, it was one of the things that when I first started, I think four people on a podcast like this chaos. is too much. 
You did, we did, there were quite a lot of occasions where yeah. you would yeah. discover two conversations happening at the same time, exactly, often yeah. across tables. So, so it's I mean, so I've, I put I've listened to the, the map. Yeah. I've listened to the podcast before with like five people on it. Yeah. And it kind of works if you're into like the chaotic podcast where like things get like yeah, loud and a bit your crazy. mind is basically rainbow road that's amazing thank you i don't think i could i, could. I don't know if that was a compliment but i really <laughs> I do like that i don't think i could keep up with five people thing. nor would i want to yeah exactly um, especially the people we work with Christ. actually another question about podcasts so this is from martin who says it goes without says duckan goes without saying i'm a big fan of the podcast but that of course doesn't mean it's the only podcast i listen to what, what? there are other podcasts <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have too many I follow at the moment, though. So some new tips are oh, absolutely welcome. So my question to all of you there at the table: What's your favorite podcast, game-related or otherwise? I pretty much only listen to podcasts. I only That's listen all to I do. music. All right. Well, yeah. So what are you doing here? I don't listen to other podcasts. Um, well, I've got I've got some recommendations here for you. Have you got any? Yeah, first? I got some. All right, well, I'll go first then, because <laughs> mine will be better. You might, you might take some off my list. Uh, so we've got games ones. Um, I listen to the BitSocket uh, podcast. That's two lovely Scottish people um, talking about games, and they're very, very funny. If you don't, And they also make videos and stuff as well, so if you don't know who they are, you should definitely check them out, because I really like them. Um, then there's also, like... That, that's, that's really funny. Then there's like Woodland Secrets, which I've just started listening to. What? Woodland Secrets, yeah. So actually like... Is that badgers and wolves? It's, uh, it's, 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 this person merits Coppas, and she like... It's just a really good uh, like exp exploration of like why we play games, like any kind of games, like and just why, you know, it's in our nature to just have fun and things like that. And like the people she gets on there just, you know, sometimes the people I have absolutely who they are, but it's so interesting. Um, and it sounds really, really, really heavy. It's, it's, it's not heavy. It, I've made it sound heavier than it is. Okay. Unnecessarily. I mean, it's heavier than I'm this. not going to be weeping on the tubes in the morning. It's heavier than this shit. I'll tell okay. you that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a word. laughs> um, Naruto has some pretty deep story arcs, all right? Oh That's my what I'm saying. Christ. Movie podcasts. Uh, it, I've been listening to this one called I Was There Too, which is one of my favorite podcasts at the moment. Uh, a friend of mine put me onto it. And it's basically stories about films told from the perspective of someone who had a bit part in that film. So sometimes oh. sometimes it's like an extra, sometimes it's like just a character who just had a really, really small part. So if you like, and it's got one of the best first episodes of any podcast, which is There Will Be Blood uh, with Paul F. Tompkins, who's a comedian, who's in a really, really small scene with Daniel Day-Lewis. Have you, have you ever spoken to Andrew Goldfarb about no. Because you know Andrew Goldfarb, who is our, our US news editor, yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely boy. He's um yeah, he does film extra stuff. Oh really? Yeah, he's in a lot of yeah. stuff. That's cool. I didn't Ooh. know that either. And like, but most of the, most of it is like, and there's one with like Vasquez from Aliens, who's in like a bunch of other James Cameron films as well. And it's just interesting to hear all these stories about you know these giant giant films yeah. from the perspective of someone who just had a very very small part in it. Sat um, in the corner and cried. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but there's a couple of really really good episodes. Um, also. My, I'll say this is a final one then. Um, an awesome podcast I've listened to at the moment is Kumail Nanjani's X Files Files. I had to write that down just so I didn't get his name. Wrong. But he's <laughs> yeah. he's an actor who's in a bunch of stuff and he's in Silicon Valley. Yeah. So really, That's where really, I know him from. Really, really, really funny dude. Um, but he basically started a podcast with his friends, rewatching the X Files from the beginning. That's pretty cool. Uh, so they pick out their favorite episodes and like you should really watch the episodes. Find out what the episode. Uh, is that they're going to talk about watch that then listen to the podcast uh -huh. and I've been doing it like recently sort of like 
in between games of Rocket League. I listen to it while I'm playing Rocket League, basically. So I watch an episode of the Oh, are you playing with me, I hope? No. Because I need everyone there. <laughs> I listen to an episode, uh, I'll watch an episode <laughs> of the X-Files. And play Rocket League and listen to an episode of this podcast. It's the dream. And oh, it's just God. it's just really, really good. And also, if you go back and listen to it, it was before it was announced that... Because it started back in 2014, and it was before it was announced that the X-Files was coming back. Oh, awesome. So it's interesting to oh, go back and listen to it. Oh, good for them. Yeah, it's interesting. He's actually in one of the new episodes, oh, that's which that's is really, sick. really cool. So it's interesting to go back and listen to them going... Especially in the first episode, actually, they talk about, you know, oh, it's the time to bring the X-Files back. Like, you know, not another terrible movie, but, you know, they should bring it back. And, yeah. you know, how can they bring it back? And then, you know, I haven't actually got to the point yet where they discover that the XL is going to come back. Oh my god! Um, but it's a it's really a big day. He's just got a really, really great voice, and he gets some really, really funny guests on as well. So yeah, those are the podcasts that I like. Sweet, I've got mine up here to make it a little you. bit easier for me. I'll go she through said. them quickly. Uh, Dude, soup. Are you literally just going to go through your entire? I, 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 it's a short. It's a short right, I, yeah. I don't have like a million. Dude, Dude. soup, which is like a, a gaming podcast. It's by. <laughs> it's by. They were previously at Machinima with Inside Gaming, but yeah. now they're actually part of Rooster Teeth, those fun house guys. Yeah. Gaming news, like that kind of stuff, similar kind of things, but it's awesome. Is really that about Busman's good, holiday guys. for you? What? Well, like, do you know? Presumably, you like them as people. Like, I. Yeah. When I go home, is I it can't just more white more... men sitting what is in a room talking about games? A busman's holiday. A busman's holiday is a phrase that you need to understand. Go on, You know, it's just about when a busman goes on holiday on a bus. <laughs> Why would he go on really... a bus? Well, that's the point. It's like it's boring for him. He knows what <laughs> buses a shit are like. Holiday. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Face Rocker podcast, which yeah. is great. It's um, it's by the production company Rocket Jump, who do YouTube videos, with visual effects, and things like that. But it's really awesome. They're actually working on shows with Hulu now. Is that more white men talking about games in a room? No, it is not. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's it, they're talking about. Film okay. and games, <laughs> and they're from all racial backgrounds. Yeah. It's like a McDonald's ad. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Rooster Teeth podcast, great. Okay. Another internet group. Didn't you just say um, that? No. Uh, oh well, uh, Dude Soup are now with Rooster Teeth, <laughs> but they're two separate podcasts. One is gaming, and Rooster Teeth is like comedy. Oh, of course. What was I thinking? God. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, the If I Were You podcast, which is like it's a comedy podcast, uh, an advice podcast. Yeah. It's with uh, Jake and Amir, who, if you oh, know them, they I do the series. Them, yeah. They used to be on College Humor. They've been doing yeah. those shows for like seven years or something crazy yeah. like that. Now they're kind of doing their own thing. Um, one of those things is the If I Were You podcast. So they get people to email in uh, questions if they're in like tough situations oh, and cool. they just like give them advice. But they're so damn funny. Like they're two of my favorite comedians in the world. They're yeah. just so hilarious. And some of the, the situations that they get posed in and the responses that they have is amazing. So for like a comedy podcast. Maybe we should absolutely. start asking for that. If you've got any, uh, yeah, if you've got any, well, any like, problems. Any situation. Yeah, yeah, any yeah, problems. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com and we yeah. will endeavor to help you. We'll help, we'll help you out. Maybe if you, you know, have some lady troubles, then we'll pass you over to Tilly. <laughs> Ooh. No, just because he's, he's had well, a lot of he's available at a very cheap rate. No, because so. he's had a lot, he's lot, a lot of experience with ladies. And you'll see you right. What if we did what like uh, like games problems? Like, oh, I'm stuck in this level of something. Like, no, wasn't it like Games Guru? Well, we have, have, well, we have a wiki. <laughs> we do have a extensive. Almost like we wiki. have a really big site that deals <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm talking about one to one with the consumer. And business Rory is out uh, now. Yeah, it's well, be making it a personal experience. There's a reason business Rory. I'm gonna give out my own phone number. Oh seven nine two eight two. Stop there. Yeah, please. What have you What have you got? Do you I don't. To podcasts? Uh, I don't listen to podcasts. I listen to music. Um, don't matter. That's what about it. what about the regular features podcast? Have you heard about this? Oh it's my Christ! Good, so Gav's on another podcast <laughs> which he really likes called Traitor. Regular Features. You should listen to it. Apparently, Traitor. it's good. I Luke listens to it. So I haven't listened. Podcast. I haven't listened to. Why well, you? You've not listened to any podcast. You must listen to it. If you listen to it, it would be your favorite podcast. Other than this one. 
Okay, I mean, yeah. this second is the best. To be honest, I don't really like ever. this one. I'm just on this one. <laughs> How so it would be your favorite podcast then. So regular features, the regular features podcast <laughs> is Luke Kamali's favorite podcast. Well, I backed myself into that one. <laughs> it's our poster quote. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've had a penny for um, every time I said that. So the last piece of feedback uh, is from Matt. And this is in regards to us talking quite a long time about KFC in last week's podcast. <laughs> Why? I didn't... I, the idea got floated out by someone and we started to think what it would be like if we had a little bowl of KFC just on the, on the podcast. Mess. I know, but uh, oh my God, it would be so good. Well, just popcorn chicken though, right? Well, just a massive. You're gonna have the popcorn. Yeah, that's all right. Chicken. I don't want to have to well, handle. Well, the, the idea was that we we do half of the podcast, and then right before reader feedback, we take a little break for Rocket League and KFC, okay. and then we we come back in, um, and then we we open an invitation if anyone works at KFC, please get in contact. So Matt emailed in saying, "Hi, I work for KFC in Canada. I am a cook." <laughs> so thank you, Matt, for writing in. I'm pretty sure uh, if he sent us some KFC, it wouldn't be edible by the time he got to us. No. Is it edible at the best of times is the real question. I thought you were going to say ethical, but you went straight for edible. He doesn't work no. for a game company, no problem with that. Be all right. I think I would. If it was a piece of popcorn chicken, I might give it a nibble. I can't remember the last from time I had KFC. Do you have KFC a lot? Yeah. Serious. Well, I have to. I have to go past one on my way home. That doesn't mean so anything. Like, <laughs> so I am obliged to go Do inside. You go past every shop on the way home. That must take <laughs> yeah, you ages. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Little McDonald's, little Burger King, little KFC. There's I don't live in a fast yeah, <laughs> like food court, by the like way. Like a shopping centre. Like, what? <laughs> well, your thing is, you're a, 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 like a fit, virile guy, whereas like I'm a fat dude, so I have to watch stuff I eat. So I have to walk past like a dirty chicken shop on my way home from the pub, and it take <sighs> it's literally everything in me not to go in there. But well, I'm, that's I'm it. Pretty good at it. Can we it, never it, talk about Rory's virility again? By the way, please. <laughs> can we make that a, a deal? <laughs> so, if, it's if, all the chicken grease. <laughs> oh, stop! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, if I'm drinking, I'm I'm way more susceptible to that kind of stuff. I'll just really? be like, I'm not allowed. Pop in? Because you're like, oh, oh I've already god. had like I've four got, pints. I've That's like a billion calories. I'm not allowed to eat any of this. What do you mean you're not allowed? You have a burrito every day. Burritos are healthy. <laughs> no, they're not. Chipotle burritos. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are not healthy. Luke, Other burritos please. are available. Unbelievable. They are, they are healthy. Well, no. I think that's pretty comprehensively answered all of those questions. Mm. If you have any opinions on anything we've just said, including KFC or your favourite podcast, let us know. IGN underscore UK, UK feedback at IGN.com. Yeah, nailed and it. And hopefully we will see and... Wait, well, hang on. You well, will see and listen to us next week at, at Gamescom. In yes. Germany. Next week. So, yes, it will next be week. an interesting one. And, and do spare a thought for Tilly, who will Aww. be here... <laughs> on his Hello, own. darkness, <laughs> my old friend. He's staring at He might be. You Someone know. tweet him. Yeah. Let's be honest, Tilly's going to be in the pub all week. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, give him a tweet, make sure he's still conscious, and <laughs> yeah. then we'll, uh, yeah. we'll be back with you next week. Thank you very awesome. much for listening and watching. Bye. Bye bye. bye.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.